Welcome to the Church Leadership Podcast, your weekly source for encouraging and equipping local church leaders with your hosts, Mark Ganey and Andy Frazier. In each episode, Andy and Mark sit down with church leaders that you should know. We believe these honest conversations will be helpful and encouraging to you as you lead the local church. Here is this week's episode. We are so glad that you have joined us for today's episode, and you are in for a terrific conversation with our friend Warren Haynes. We'll get to that content in just a minute. Before we do, I'm going to remind you to go subscribe to the podcast, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on your favorite podcast app, and rate our podcast. That helps us get the word out about the podcast. You can do that at ratethispodcast.com slash CLP. You know, our mission on this podcast, each and every episode, is to encourage and equip you to lead in the local context. And more than ever, the conversations we have with other people really have an impact. And that's why we're excited about today's episode. Absolutely. We are so glad to have our friend, Dr. Warren Haynes, on here with us today. You may remember him from episode 77. And what we're going to talk about today is just as practical and helpful for anyone who's going to listen today. Right. Uh, Warren serves as the uh, director for the advanced program there at Gateway Seminary in California, and they have uh, lots of campuses and lots of opportunities right now that they're reaching people and equipping leaders in the local church. And we're thankful for Warren. Warren, we mentioned his uh, his book in our previous podcast, uh, Everyday Discipleship, and we're going to talk about his new book that's about to come out. We're not just plugging a book here, trying to get the sales numbers up for an author. We are behind. We are totally on board with what Warren is trying to do yep. with what we're going to talk about today. So he has he has passionately invested himself in what we're talking about to the point where he feels like he needed to write a book. And I think right. it's going to be to your advantage to be able to watch and listen to our guest, Dr. Warren Haynes today. Absolutely. Welcome, Warren, back to the podcast, man. Well, thank you, guys. It's great to see you, first of all. And uh, I'm excited to be back with you for sure. So hope all is well. Yeah. And, you know, it's unique. Sometimes we get to interact with, with, with guys and gals that uh, we're just meeting. Um, Warren, though, is a friend. He's a true friend. We met him, you know, a while ago, and uh, God has kind of knit our hearts to his because we have a we unified mission and purpose. And so we're going to get right into, into what we're going to talk about today with you, Warren. Your, your book is called Communicating on Purpose, and we certainly don't expect you to uh, tell the whole thing uh, on this podcast, but, you know, I'm fascinated by this because what I have found, especially in the last several months, is that conversations matter. Words matter. And so what, what your passion is, is to help us make them matter even more. So what are some things that just to those listening today, some, maybe some tools, some, some encouragement that you can give to help our conversations matter more. Okay. Fantastic. Um, there's a couple things I would say about this just to lead off. And that is, um, Thinking about how we process information is very important in how we express information. And so a lot of times when we're talking about, you know, having conversations, we want to start at the back half of the book, so to speak, and begin saying, well, how, how do I say this? You know, just give me the steps. One, two, three. And uh, here's the reality. Conversations are complex. Uh, they're not easy. And anybody who tells you, man, uh, here's three easy steps to be a great communicator. They're not telling the truth. <laughs> just, 
That's right. That is the facts. And the more I've looked into it, you know, really, the, it's a complex thing. And so when you think about, you know, what's transpiring during a typical conversation, just like today with us, you know, you, you have thoughts that are rolling through your mind, you know, lots of different information. And I do as well. And so then we're trying to meet, you know, with our expressions and connect and convey and build relationships and share meaning. That's not a simple task. Um, and when do we get an opportunity to actually sit down and talk about how to improve conversation skills? I don't re remember too many opportunities I've had through the years to do that. So um, I would say the way that I've looked at this is, uh, and kind of how it started for me, I was working on my, uh, my doctorate project that has to do with dialogue. Mm -hmm. And to be honest with you, I didn't know much about it at all. Uh, I thought a dialogue was just what two people had when they talked together, or maybe a playwright would write into a play, and that was a dialogue. But I ran across uh, some work from a guy named David Baum, and uh, he's known as the father of modern dialogue, but basically what he did is he took the Socratic method, he uh, put structure to it, and then, you know, that's kind of what we would call the, the classical sense of dialogue today. And, um, but one of the things that was interesting to me is that in my work, they compared and contrast the differences between dialogue and discussion. And they said, well, they have different purposes, different characteristics, uh, different practices and different outcomes. And so that was intriguing to me. I was like, okay, I didn't know anything about dialogue. And so now uh, this is discussion too. And I thought, well, what other types of communication or what I now call conversation skills are there that I don't know about? And so I started with, like everybody else, the external skills. And so you would start with things like, here's the six, you would start with storytelling, you know, and that's how we actually um, convey information and build relational connection. So that's the purpose of storytelling. And this is, um, storytelling is the universal language. Yeah. So every culture, every language, every people communicate via telling stories. And that's pretty awesome for us. Um, then you have things like small talk, how you build rapport. You have dialogue, how you make discoveries. You have discussions, how you make decisions. You have negotiation, how do you walk together? And you have argument, how do you prevail? Uh, because there's some arguments um, that you can't afford to lose, you know? So how, and understanding the purpose of those and how to structure that. Um, and when I was reading about all of these type of different skills, I would, I would come across um, the idea of listening was the, the premier um, item. And all of the authors would say, in order to be a good uh, you know, person at dialogue or small talk or storytelling, you've got to be a good listener. Mm -hmm. And they would treat listening as though it was a characteristic of this expressive skill. And what I learned is it is not a characteristic of somebody else's skill. <laughs> It is its own skill. It has its own purpose. It has its own characteristics, its own way it plays out. And uh, so I was like, wow, that was, that was unexpected. And then I learned about basically there's six expressive skills and there's six um, what I would call processing skills. So the first processing skill is what I call conversation or conversational expansion. 
And that is how do we grow our ability to have conversations that we're not currently comfortable having? So this would become very important when, as a church, we're talking about, you know, hey, you need to share the gospel. Nobody's comfortable with that that initially, right? Everybody's scared to death. The number one reason people do not share the gospel is because they are afraid. (laughs) And um, by the way, that's a social anxiety issue. Um, You know, it kind of goes like this, death, public speaking, talking to a stranger, you know, (laughs) that's kind of the idea. So, uh, but here's the good, here's the great news about all of this. Each of these are skills and having it classified as a skill means that you can learn it, you can improve it, and you can employ it. Mm, That's awesome. It's not a gift. It's a skill. Now you will find it's kind of like throwing a football, you know, Uh, everybody can throw a football, but not many people can throw it like Tom Brady, right? But everybody can learn to throw a football better. And the same thing would go with these conversation skills. So the the six internal processing skills would be learning to really learn how to deal with this idea of of fear and to expand it in a way that uh, it's not scary anymore. Hmm. And so there are five ways I lay out in this uh, book about how you actually can do that. And it applies to anything. Um, Then you have listening conversational listening um, and how to, cl- how to actually learn how to listen so that you respond appropriately to the person, the conversation, or the, the spirit of the conversation. So you're, you're fully engaged. And then you have things like self-talk. How you talk to yourself directly impacts how you engage others. Mm-hmm. We don't often think about this. And many people would never consider that the Bible has really anything but maybe some proverbs that address this well that's not the case there's a whole chapter in matthew chapter 9 where there's two instances of people um, engaging in self-talk and they have two completely different outcomes Mm. one in a very negative way and one in in an extremely positive way and so uh understanding how important it is about how you talk within yourself, how you process information can be the difference between um, you being buried at the starting line Mm. or you touching the impossible. You know, it's just powerful things. Um, Then you have uh, the idea of conversational awareness, um, which this shows up in the, the encounter of the Ethiopian eunuch and Philip. And you have three different uh, types of awareness that converge together to create what we would call a divine encounter, or maybe what I, I would call a divine convergence. And as you read the text, we only, t- t- uh, we kind of read it from our own angle, so to speak. But I'll just walk you through this really quickly to, to see what I see in it. So it says the spirit of God spoke to Philip and told him to walk along this road. He wasn't going on that road. So spiritual awareness comes first. So the spirit of God spoke to Philip and said, hey, I want you to walk along this road. And he was immediately responsive, which is part of listening. If you are not responsive to the person talking, you're not listening. That's 
the caveat there, right? So he responded, he started walking, and then it says the spirit spoke to him again and said, run up along this chariot. So then you have spiritual awareness and spatial awareness. So the distance closes at that point. And then he gets, he runs right up next to the, the chariot because you can't have a conversation about the gospel from across the room, right? So you got to learn how to control space. That's why spatial awareness is really important. And that's what you actually see happening in this passage. Now, this is directly related to what the spirit of God tells him to do. And then you have situational awareness. It says that he heard him reading from the prophet Isaiah, and now he knows how to enter the conversation. So all of those converge so that we can then really enter at a place where we can be more effective in that conversation. And so that would be the idea of uh, conversational awareness. And then there's two others, the idea of presence. And presence is how we actually present ourselves. Now, this becomes very important when, um, say, you're considering sharing the gospel. Is it important? Let me ask it this way. How important is authenticity Mm. to our ability to connect with other people? Scale of one to 10, way up there, right? Right. So what makes a person authentic? That would be a question I think worthy to consider. So um, in um, there's a communication model called um, 73855. And basically the idea there is that 7% of our communication is actually through the words that we say, the actual word choices. And then 38% is our tone of voice, how we say it. Uh, actually carries more weight than the, the, the words that we say. And then 55% is our body language. So when we're processing encounters with other people, we're processing body language first, then we're processing tone of voice, and then we're processing words. Now, a lot of people kind of get fixated on the, the 7, 38, 55, but my encouragement is don't get fixated on the percentages, focus on the alignment. Because really, it's the alignment. Are your body, is your body language, tone, and words all communicating the same message? That is how we present ourselves as being authentic or believable. So what happens when you're memorizing a script that you don't fully um, hold to? Then it comes across as something canned. And everybody picks up on that in a, on a subconscious level. And we even have phrases for it. So here's a phrase that we'll use, man, there's something about that. It just didn't line up. (laughs) You know, we knew something about it didn't line up, but we couldn't put words to it. And here's what we're picking up on the variation between body language, tone and words. We're picking up on that subconsciously and we know something is not happening that should be happening. And then the last uh, skill I would say would be conversational reflection. And that would be, how do we mine out like the nuggets from past conversations so that we can apply those to future ones? Mm -hmm. And so you deal with the processing and the way that I laid out the book is how we kind of, I think is a healthier way to do it. Learn how you process information. Spend some time thinking about and getting familiar with yourself and how you actually talk to yourself and process information. And then let's work on some 
expressing skills. So that's basically it. Well, Warren, I mean, <clears throat> Warren, <laughs> Warren, I don't know that uh, Mark and I have ever been more nervous. I, mean, I don't know what to say or what to do with my hands. Right? Uh, we've interviewed Dr. Robert Coleman and we've had people who are experts in uh, the, the psychological end of, of spiritual development. But here we are talking about somebody who is talking about talking. That's right. And that's what a, podcast is all about so you're making me second guess everything <laughs> we've said done on these prior 100 episodes That's of the right. church leadership That's podcast right. listen i mean what you're talking about it is a relatable point for every single person who's going to yeah. watch or listen to this podcast god has given us the gift of conversations of yeah. being able to talk to somebody and listen to somebody and even when possible share the gospel with somebody and man, I'm telling you, uh, our church has been intentional about trying to do some things in this area and Mark's, uh, church right now, specifically in trying to, to minister in the wake of a crisis in their community. You know, there's, there's so many open doors for us to have conversations, meaningful, real yeah. conversations. So this is very, very helpful for us. What would be just maybe one thing that you would, you would want us to consider as we think about this subject of, of becoming better in the area with, with the skill of being a better conversationalist, what would be maybe one thing that you would say that we should take note of above everything else to kind of be aware yet not be awkward about, about using these conversations in a way to, to be encouraging and helpful. Yeah. I, I think initially I would say be, be in the conversation for the good of the person that you're in conversation with. That's going to put you right in a good spot. But the challenge really with a lot of that is we, we tend to enter conversations because we want something. You know, and that, that basic starting point um, can actually be a stumbling block if we're not careful to actually really enjoying the other person and the situation that we're finding ourselves in. So I think maybe on a base level, uh, learn to enjoy the people you're talking with and enjoy the situation that you're in and be in it for their good. That's good. That is good. You know, as you were talking earlier, I, I couldn't help but think, you know, conversations an art because yeah. you said it's complex. It's an art, but I think it's a lost art in our culture, right? In our, in our, you know, season of social media and text driven communication, conversation is a lost art. So what I want to ask you in the brief moments we have left, I want to ask you, you know, why, why do you think we lost the art in the first place? And, you know, what are some ways that we can begin to recapture that art for greater impact? That, you know, good question. I, I don't know. I think the more that we become impersonal in our, the ways that we communicate, you know, uh, it, it just takes out that sit down, hang out, spend time, share stories, do all those type of things. Um, and I think that we've just kind of re tried to reduce that down so much that we're just sending, you know, do this, do that, you know, thanks. Yeah. Uh, 140 characters or less. Tell me. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. And it's gone way down than that, you know, so yeah. just a few things now. So I think probably, you know, just that, 
that uh, the way that we have gone. And you can see the what is created. Um, you know, when you look at where our country is today and our inability to have a meaningful conversation all the way, I mean, our leaders, and I'm talking all, I'm not talking about just our, our uh, governmental leaders. I'm talking about, you know, all leaders are really struggling to have good conversations. And um, that, that is something that is absolutely uh, palpable today. And how we, how we improve it is you, you have to recommit yourself to, to becoming better. And one of the things I recognized when I was serving as a, a director of missions, and even when I was reflecting back on many of the challenges I faced when I was pastoring, you know, almost all of those challenges could be traced back to a conversation that I either didn't handle very well or I avoided to, to even get involved in. That's right. And that's, that was problematic. And I, I recognize I wasn't the only, only one struggling with that. Um, but the opposite of that is also true. When you think about, you think about the conversations where someone has spoken into your life and that one little word, that one brief thing, I'll give you an example. Uh, I, the night I graduated college, um, another um, uh, kid's uh, mom came up and said, Warren, what are you going to do? Um, and she said, you should go to college. <laughs> and at the time, this is literally what I thought. I am not college material. Obviously, you have no idea who you're talking to. <laughs> you know, this, this is not me. I can tell you this. I had no plans. I'd watch my friends suffer coming back from the ACT and SAT. And I'm thought, thinking, you know, if you get a 14 and you think that's great, that's probably not good. So I'm not going to subject myself to that kind of torture. <laughs> you know, so, uh, but I said, I joined the army. I'm going to go and just see what, see what that's about. And she said, she didn't let it go. She said, you should go to college. You could do it. And honestly, guys, that's the first time I ever remember anyone mm. looking at me and saying, you're college material, you could do this. Wow. And when I got ready to, to get out of the military, God brought that conversation back. Mm. And I got a 90 day drop. I enter, entered college and my junior year of college, God called me into the ministry. And you just, we don't fully understand that conversations, every conversation matters. Now think about this from the scripture. How many conversations did Jesus have with people that didn't matter? Wow. And so why do we have conversations as though they don't matter? Mm. You know, and what would happen if, if we just started acting like every conversation actually mattered? Wow. That's that's mic drop moment right that is, there. That's that huge, is. man. Yeah, normally we ask uh, our guests to end our time together with something encouraging, and you did that without us even asking. Because people who are listening today have been a part of a conversation sometime in their life, or some conversations have really changed the trajectory or pointed right. them in a certain direction to do exactly something or right. accomplish something that God has really used in their life. So conversations do matter, and then there's also a conversation that maybe somebody has recently had or God's laid on their heart to have in the near future that maybe they're thinking, you know, I do need to go have that conversation. Yeah. It, it's going to matter. 
So thank you, Warren. Thank you for taking the time to have a conversation with us today. And uh, we're going to put a link to your new book in our show notes. We, like I said, we're not trying to to push a book or or drive sales or anything like that. We just believe in what you're doing and what God is, is kind of working in and through you to do. And this is, this is a needed thing. We, I mean, we take public speaking in, in school, but we don't take how to have a conversation in school. So this is, this is something that, that we all need to look at. It's going to be helpful to us. Thank you so much for your time, man. And it's been a challenge to me and uh, it's been an encouragement to me to rethink what conversations look like. So thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me on. It's always a blessing. Well, blessings all ours, I promise. So uh, thank you guys for watching. I know you've been encouraged and equipped uh, to better lead in your local church, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening, and thank you for listening to the conversation today. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Church Leadership Podcast. Don't forget to share, subscribe, and even review our podcast on your favorite podcast listening app. 